at dark black one, at dark black one on Twitter. I wanted to speak about Donald's Glover, Donald Glover's show called Atlanta FX and how I feel that there's an anti-black sentiment to it. Uh, the Black Authority had already done, it already did a, a um, review on uh, Insecure. And it kind of broke down how Insecure was kind of anti-black American. And I feel like Atlanta FX has some of the same elements to it. It's very subtle. Uh, that's why I think there are there are a lot of similarities between Issa Rae and Donald Glover. Uh, because Issa Rae... You know, on the surface, it appears to be like a pro-black show. It tells you an awkward black woman's experience of dating, and it's it's just it's just like one of these shows that get highlighted. It's highlighted because it's like, wow, these are what black people really do. This is how black really people really talk, and it's kind of like a. Infor- you know, white people love the show because it's like giving them information, more intel on black people, stuff that they already know, but they kind of they kind of get the subtleties and stuff like that, get get the nuance behind certain uh, things. So they're both kind of the sh- both shows are promoted the same kind of way. However, I feel like Donald Glover is a great uh, scriptwriter. He writes great scripts. Uh, now I believe one show, the, the the last show, which it which does I, mean, I think today's show is a season finale. However, I think the show before where he was in junior high school, I think it was I think it was phenomenal. I think it was real written. But I do think it was some things that were problematic in the episode. One of the things being that. Throughout this junior high episode, uh, you see, it starts off with a young, uh, pubescent, uh, teenage Donald Glover. You know, he's in the eighth grade, and the thing is, he's in junior high school, but he's he's, he's kind of going strolling through TJ Maxx, Burlington Co. Factory. If you black, you really know that that's kind of an inside thing. You knew that, like, uh, you went through to the Burlington Co. Factory, TJ Maxx. Some of these, like, not hand-me-down stores, but these stores are, like, they sell discontinued items. Or they sell items that are, uh, something's wrong with them. But you, they sell them very cheap, and you can get name-brand stuff. So black people know about this, especially around that area. I know, I, I know, I can relate to that. So he gets his little gear, and the whole thing is about a Fubu, a Fubu jersey. You know, uh, Fubu was the thing back in the early, the late '90s, and you know he's going to school, and all of the black kids are focusing on the clothes that he wears. The, 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 the teenage or pre uh, you know the, the preteen or the I, I don't know what you would, you would call it the 14 year old Donald Glover so 
he has his he has his jersey on and he has these anxieties because deep down he knows that this this jersey could be inauthentic. It could be real fugazi, as uh, <laughs> as Future would say. And it, it, and the thing is, the uh, the other kids who are like class clowns who are playing the dozens or roasting you, you know, roasting people, they're they're trying to figure out is it real or is it fake? And I believe that that's very true. I think that like um, there were certain people who were roasting, you know, they had a thing for like roasting people you know, for not wearing name brand clothes. Now I grew up in an era, I grew up in an era where it was just the white tees. So uh, I would say after junior high school, it was like white tees. If you had some expensive jeans, you was a shit. If you had some iceberg, you was a shit. You know, I went to a high school where we kind of was all poor. It wasn't like, it, it was a secret. I, I, I was coming up during an era where girls would wear pajamas at school, you know, and they would wear like a NASCAR jacket or an M&M jacket or, you know, these racing jackets. So, you know, I, I grew up around Yankee, Yankee hats and different color Yankee hats, different color Yankee jackets, Air Force Ones. So I came up around that area. I, I digress, but I'm saying that it's, it's, it's somewhat true, but not in every, you know, not in every situation. Gear was like a a plus in high school, but it wasn't like a rule. Unless you went to the school called Westchester. Uh, a lot of people from Los Angeles kind of know Westchester has been this large high school that's, I mean, this high school that's kind of like a fashion runway. So if you wasn't going to Westchester, it wasn't a rule to kind of have gear. So uh, long story short, he has an interaction with a white supremacist or suspected white supremacist young teenage boy and that's his friend that's like a friend of his and he's explaining to his white friend you know hey uh, you know I, I'm, I'm nervous about this shirt and blah 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 and the white supremacist boy he kind of quells the, the, the anxieties of uh, Donald Glover and he's kind of like Hey man, a shirt is just a shirt. Clothes are just a cloak. So, throughout the whole entire episode, I won't break down the whole entire episode, but I will say that the white boy was the one who had the most sense out of all the characters in the uh, episode. The white guy was the one who had the most sense in the entire episode. Another thing. That college, that college uh, where, where Paperboy had to kind of perform at this college and he was going to go to, you know, the black hall where all the black kids or whatever, they kind of throw their parties or whatnot. And when he goes to this party at the, where the black people are and at the, at, at the black part of the college, it's highly dysfunctional. I mean, the black woman, she's a she's a gold-digging skeezer or she's a drama queen. The black male, he comes up, he, 
he slaps the black woman, you know, he's, he, he runs, and he's running around the school, you know, all of these guys are kind of, they, they want to protect the black woman, and, and they're like, hey, dog, paper boy, we're going to have a problem, and next thing you know, the guy who slaps the woman, he kind of beats up, or take, you know, gets a, uh, he snuffs a, the, 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 the black guys who try to stick up for the black women, and they're running, right? They run, and they go to a, they go to some Confederate flag, some white frat house. They go to a white frat house where they, where, you know, these guys are obviously Confederate supporting white supremacists, open wide open white supremacists and they're like oh you know we love your music uh paper boy and you know I, I also listen to uh this music and I like your music and next thing you know the sorority guys are like I mean the pledges the guys not sorority because you can't be a but the fraternity pledges these guys are like doing the laffy taffy and everybody, you know, everybody thought it was just so damn funny that these white pledges were da- were butt naked dancing to Laffy Taffy. But the Confederate flags are right behind them, right? And the and the, and and the, and the thing is, uh, they have more sanity at a Confederate flag fraternity house. Then they do at um, at, at a black house. I mean, you know, at the black fraternity house. So, in, in a sense, he's saying that, hey, you can't even you can't even be around your own people, man. You know, being around black people is just toxic. So, if say if you were like not from this, uh, if you were not from America, and you were just say like a continental African. Or you were just somebody else that didn't stay in the United States of America and you didn't have a like true understanding of what it's like to really be African American, you would just watch that show and you would watch Insecure and you would just conclude and you would and you would just come to your your final conclusion that hey, you know what? Black people are just toxic. You can be around white people and you have a better time, no matter if they're Confederate flag races. Or whatever. I, I kind of didn't like that. I looked at that and I was like, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Then he had, then he had another episode where you know Donald Glover had this other episode. I believe it was either the first or the second episode where he's trying to take his 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 um, his baby mama on a date. Right, and he's trying to take his baby mama on a date, and he has a scene where he goes into—he's going around to all these different places and trying to get a date, and he's facing racism. I'm not gonna lie, one one scene was funny, you know, where the guy kind of, you know, he gets he gets discriminated against to go to this movie theater, and some white supremacist racist. He's an open carry gun NRA uh, carrying card member. And this guy, 
you know, flashes his gun at Donald Glover like, hey, I know you're being discriminated against, but just get away from me before I have to use my gun. I'm not going to lie, that was funny. So, um, he goes around and he experiences different, each place he goes to, and he goes to this, this club. And the club is a continental African guy. And I kind of, I kind of agree with it, you know. Uh, I kind of, I kind of seen where, what Donald Glover was saying. So he goes inside the club, and the continental African basically is prejudiced towards uh, Donald Glover. He will not. He refuses to let Donald Glover in the club because he's already made his. You know, he already made his prejudgments about Donald Glover. So he just doesn't want him in the club. Takes his, takes his money and kicks him out the club. And even, even a black American bouncer says, hey, I know that this guy was full of shit, but hey, you know, he's a, he's a boss or whatever, and that's the way it is. So he continues to walk with his girlfriend, and he says, yeah, that was racist. So, you know, it's like, I agree with him. But at the same time, that's that whole shit where you're trying to say that black people can practice racism. Black black people can be racist too. Black people can be just as racist as a guy who is flashing a gun and trying to take his life. That that those two are the same thing. Like he can be as racist towards you as a white as a white man. I didn't like that. He had another episode. The Drake episode, where he goes to, you know, the Drake episode, the girl is, first of all, their relationship's already dysfunctional. It's not like he could be, you know, it, it could be written that he's actually married to a black woman or anything like that. He just has this dysfunctional relationship with his baby mom, and the baby mom starts the episode off kind of looking at uh, Donald Glover's social media or what he's doing and she's paying attention to what he's doing and what ends up happening is she goes to this Drake party it's a scam, it's a complete fraud but there's one scene in there that like exaggerates the overzealotry uh, uh, I mean the overzealous uh, like hate that black women have towards uh, black men who are in tragic arrangement. So this black woman, this black American woman was very, 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 very prejudiced towards this white woman who she did not know and it was like a caricature. And I felt like because Donald Glover's in an interracial relationship, right, he has his anxieties. He's always been an awkward looking guy. He's always been a weird kind of dude he kind of grew into himself now to where black women look at him or other people look at him and they say wow you know he's a decent looking guy but if uh i feel like he has these anxieties because he's in a in a relate in a interrelate interracial relationship he feels that he feels the the the, the gaze meaning the stare of black women who who uh, kind of look at him as a cornball 
for dating a white woman. It's the RG3 thing. So in this scene where the, the black American woman has contact with the white woman, she's super over the fucking top. I mean, just super over the top. Oh, no, 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 You know, I've never seen a black woman act like this. You know, on rare, rare occasions. You might see them talk shit in a hair salon or this and that. But at the same time, I've never seen them just be that just over the top with it. And I felt like that scene was very, very tacky. And it was very over the top. And it kind of... Uh, you know, it kind of made the, 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 the white person look like the victim, and it made her, uh, you know, look like the aggressor. Like, here we go, back to back again to blacks can be racist also. Like, I experienced black uh, racism because I'm a part of a tragic arrangement, and that's, and, and, and I, I feel the racism when people look at my wife and they mistreat her because she's white. So you can you can sense that in the way that he wrote it, and this is the last one. I won't I won't go no further than this. But he also went with with a uh, paper boy. Paper boy is kind of like Meek Mill or or I don't know who what rapper they were trying to to say, but paper boy is in a situation where he has an episode to himself. Everybody has an episode to themselves. And in this episode, Paperboy is kind of walking around the city. He's, he's trying to get with this. He's basically uh, hooked up with this one rapper that's a female. And the female's trying to convince him that if they get together, then they can kind of get more clout and they can be bigger. And they can, they can kind of boost each other's careers. And, um, you know... Paperboy kind kind of listens, but he's like, nah, that's bullshit, really. Like, I'm not, I'm not about to uh, date you just for clout. He goes out, he, he sees these young black men, typical shit, being, going wrong place, wrong time. They try to put a, they try to pull a jack move on him, and take his life. Paperboy escapes into the woods. There's some black man. Uh, sitting in the woods just following him. Random black man that sits in the woods. And this black man is like, oh, to summarize it, hey, look, you've been talking to me crazy. You've been disrespecting me. I'm going to cut you. I'm going to cut you up. I'm going to kill you if you don't find a way out of these, this woods in like a certain amount of time. So Paperboy escapes. Mind you, Paperboy's main thing is, hey, I don't give pictures to anybody. I don't I don't take mobile pictures. Right? So what happens is he's running, he's scared of the black man. He's had all of this bad experiences with black people. From the women to the young teen adolescents to the uh the the toxic evil old black man who wanted to kill him in the woods. He runs out, he goes inside the liquor store. And the first person he sees is a white person. He goes to the white person, or the white person goes to him. Uh, well, you know, a college-looking kid, you know, college-age kid, and is maybe 19, 20 years old. He says, hey, paper boy, you know, I like your music. Can I get a picture with you? 
and he takes the picture, you know, he happily takes the picture with this uh, fan of his, this white fan of his. And at the end of the day, what does that say? That says that Paperboy's interaction with black people uh, is so, you know, he can't have a healthy relationship with his own black people. But the only person that greeted him with open arms and took him in at the end of the day was a white man. You get what I'm saying? So it's like many messages that are sent throughout the show that I think a lot of people don't really recognize. But uh, that's my, that's really my point of view on uh, Atlanta FX. It's a great show. It has some shows that fall flat. Uh, but for the most part, I recognize some of that anti-black American shit that's in the uh, show. I don't know if, uh, you know, hey, this is something that a lot of the higher ups kind of want the direction of the, the show to go, but I, it's just something I recognize. And um, I'm out.